0: Welcome to The Sharon McLaughlin Show, where confidence is contagious. We will speak about emotional well-being and we'll also hear stories from women who have pushed through self-doubt and are now changing the world. Each episode will provide you with actionable steps that you can implement today. So come join us, build confidence, and be inspired. I wanted to talk about confidence today and how it can actually be used to weaponize against women good article in the Harvard Business Review about this topic. It is written by Darren Baker and Julia Roy. Now, one would think confidence in the workplace is a good thing. However, they point out that it's actually used against women. If women have confidence and they're assertive, some people feel that that's an overcompensation, that they actually lack confidence, and that's why they're being so assertive. And then if a woman doesn't have confidence, you'll hear, She needs to have more confidence. In the article, they point out three reasons why confidence is not such a good thing to focus in on it. Number one, when you're focusing on confidence, you say to yourself, I should have done this, or I should have done that, or I lost an opportunity. That's pretty much self-blaming. And we know that self-blaming is detrimental to our mental health. Second, when we talk about confidence, is there a problem with the organization itself? Is there stereotyping going on? Are the roles designed more for men than women? Typically, women are the caregivers in the household. Yes, I know that this has been disputed, but most women feel—I at least I did when I was a plastic surgeon working in emergency rooms. I still felt like the child care fell on me. So let me speak for myself. So when you do that it's a problem because the design of a job, like my husband had a job that he would work 16 hours, eight hours, 12 hours, all over the place. For a woman to have that type of job, it would be very hard to get childcare. That design of a job is more for men because they're not worrying so much about childcare. Now I know I'm generalizing here, right? There are exceptions for sure, but the majority of the childcare does still fall on women. And then third, when we're focusing so much on confidence, we're well, losing out on other things, trying to be somebody that maybe we're not. Perhaps it would be helpful to have vulnerability, ability, to let people know how you feel, to have humility. So those were the three reasons why in their article, they thought that concentrating on confidence is not such a good thing. In my newsletter this past week, I speak about the book, How Women Rise. If you're not on my newsletter, do me a favor, get on it. It's Sharon McLaughlin, MD, forward slash newsletter. The co-authors are Sally Helgeson and Marshall Goldsmith. They talk about 12 reasons how women can rise in their organization. Now, I'll go through the 12, but some of them are very similar. Before I go into it, I want to talk about success itself. What is success? Success between men can differ from women. So maybe for a man, it's all about the money and moving up. Again, these are generalizations. For a woman, it may be more flexibility in her career or her job that she can take off when she can or have a hybrid model. That's important for everybody nowadays. But just think about the quality of the work itself and not so much the high position in leadership. So number one, women don't always talk about their achievements. They're reluctant to show their achievements. Now think about that. Have you ever done that? Have you ever talked about somebody else's achievements, a coworker? more so than yourself. So we need to speak up for ourselves. What have you done in the past week, past month? Keep a logbook. This way you can keep a tally of what you're doing on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, and be able to tell people what you're doing. Some of us expect others to know. That's number two. People are very busy. They may not know what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. They may not realize that you are helping the company in this way or helping the company in another way, making those extra phone calls, whatever it is that you're doing to help move the company forward. People are too engrossed, they're too busy, and they may not recognize and then therefore reward you for what you're doing. So again, it goes back to that list letting people know, when you let people know you're taking ownership, you're letting people know exactly what you're doing. And therefore, less chances that it's going to fall through the cracks. You want to be noticed. Number three, overvaluing expertise. Thinking that somebody else knows so much more than you. Perhaps they have a degree that you don't have. Perhaps there's a certification. Either way there's a feeling of I don't know enough and you're giving too much value to somebody else. We all start off at the same level and it is up to us to go and learn, speak to people. Now it is true that I think about job applications. Some men will apply for jobs when they're about 60% have the, the qualities or the criteria for the job, where women, they'll be close to 95 plus percent. They have to have all the little boxes checked before they go applying for a job. So some of that will fall in here. You have expertise, you have a certain skill set. You may not believe it, but what you've been doing, you've built up knowledge from that. So use it, let other people know about it and keep on building. I always say the best investment is in yourself. Number four, relationships. Now, a lot of relationships women have, they wanna support. Men tend to use those relationships to leverage. Think about like going out on the golf course, leveraging those relationships to build the business. So if there's a way that you can change your relationship or your thought about the relationship, yes, you could still be friendly and and wanna get to know about their family and and their passions, but also think about how who they know, how could they help you rise above? How could they give you more knowledge? And in return, you'll do the same for them. Habit number five, from day one, you want allies on your team. It's very easy to work in a silo and you feel like you don't have support. But one of the things that men do, at least according to this book, How Women Rise, is that from day one, they're looking around the organization. Who could be my ally? From day one, a woman could look around, say to herself, Who can I invest time and energy in? What relationships can I build so that I can rise within this organization faster? You know who the, the stakeholders are. Make a point of spending time with them, getting to know them. Number six, putting your job before your career, which means that you're so good at doing your job. You don't spend as much time and energy building those relationships we spoke about, doing extracurricular things to hopefully rise in the company so that if a position opens up, you can move into that position. What will it take? What certification? What will you have to do so that you can rise up in leadership? If this is what you choose to do, you have to be good at your job. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Spend some of that time that you're doing, making your job perfect and try to put that into career advancement. Number seven, perfection. Women themselves, for the most part, perfectionist. And what does that do? It slows you down. It gives you self doubt. So you're less likely to put yourself out there. You're less likely to tell people about what you've accomplished. It has to be perfect. You're spending so much time making it perfect that again, you're losing sight on what's important as far as career advancement and what it will take for you to advance your career. Number eight, people pleasing, the desire to please. We wanna please people. We don't wanna see people upset. But by doing that, we're putting ourselves second. So what will it take for you to get the job done know what's important for you, and don't worry so much about people pleasing. Not everybody is going to like you, especially as you rise in ranks. One of the things that we also do is that we could even compromise our judgment. If we're so in tune to making somebody else happy, that's going to compromise our judgment. Oh, I know if I do this, so-and-so is not gonna like it, but it may not be the best thing for you and actually may not even be the best thing for the company. Number nine, I think that's right, minimizing ourselves. Again, not letting people know. Like I said, some of these, I think, are very similar. But when we minimize ourselves, we're not, we're slouching down, we're not standing tall, we're not speaking up. See what a difference that makes? And you can even do the Amy Cuddy pose by putting your hands on your hips and sticking out your chest or projecting your chest. But again, voice projection, speaking up, being confident. There's that word again, confident. Remember, our channel is Confidence is contagious. So if you know anyone that can benefit from this, do me a favor, share this and also give it a thumbs up. Women may even have a tendency to think that others are more deserving than themselves, which is a problem, right? Because that's not gonna help you with career advancement. Number 10, some people feel that women are too much, maybe too emotional. I think about that speech in Barbie by America, where she talks about women have to do this, women have to do that. Basically, it's very hard to be perfect and women are never gonna be perfect. And it's the same idea here too. If you show too much emotion, you're emotional and crazy. If you don't show enough emotion, you're Krause or you're abrasive. It's hard to weigh it out, but do your best and know that there are definitely some stereotypes in place here. Do your best to work around it and build those relationships. Ruminating. Now ruminating can actually go along with anxiety, depression. But when we ruminate we've done something wrong right we're humans we're going to make mistakes and yet we ruminate i did this i did that and that's what all our concentration is on not correcting it not moving forward we made a mistake it's done water under the bridge move on from it and lastly number 12 (laughs) letting your radar distract you so what does that mean perhaps you have a lot of empathy You're looking around. You're getting distracted about emotions, how people are feeling. Focus in on the problem at hand. Again, what's going to help the company? What's going to help you move forward? So of the list of the 12 habits that I mentioned, did any resonate with you? Tell me about it. I want to hear it in the comments below. Embrace those challenges. Take some risks. Get out there. Be confident. And pass along this episode to someone who can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on another episode.